right now at Honda, find your kind of value with a low finance rate offer on selected Civic hatch and sedan models. There's never been a better time to get into a Civic. So talk to your local dealer and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. Ends August 31st. See website for details. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Good afternoon all and welcome back to another show. We're taking a different tack this week because we've been speaking to too many politicians and all they want to do is talk about themselves. We're speaking to a high-profile comedian from the cosmopolitan southeast corner today and it's great and above all refreshing to have someone like her in the studio today isn't it, Clancy? Yes, it is, Errol. Recording live here from Koala Studios in the old city district of Batuta. You're listening to the Batuta Radio Show with Clancy and Errol. And if you're tuning in online, this interview will mark episode number nine. We've had a lot going on around town this week, so we'll start with that. Yes, in local news, there's been a scrap at the Batuta Ponds busway between two prominent students of rival all-girls schools. Bella Ballinger from St. Stacey's has walked away with a black eye and Georgina Alette from Our Ladies Presbyterian College has ended up with a torn collar. However, despite the damage to her uniform, she was declared the winner by teachers on the scene when she showed off a handful of bright blue hair extensions. Bella, while humble in defeat, says she's ready to go whenever and her brothers are too. That's only if Georgina's brothers are as tough as they say they are. Now, with a breaking story coming out of the centre of town... A spokesman from the Batuta City Police Station says outspoken local cattle grazier Glenn Peeler is looking at a fine upwards of $12,000 after taxiing his light aircraft 160 kilometres down the Birdsville Development Road after being told by police not to fly the Cessna 172 Skyhawk home from the pub Sunday night. Glenn is reportedly still not taking the incident seriously and keeps making jokes about how he did the right thing and opted for a taxi. However, they urge the public to keep an eye out for the aircraft on the road. The registration is Victor Hotel Romeo Quebec Romeo. He is yet to face charges. In national headlines this week, we've seen a lot of stand-up comedy-related stories coming out of the gates as our nation's tortured comics throw themselves into a drug and adrenaline fueled come down following the Melbourne Comedy Festival. However, while the comedians may be happy with how they performed in the southern capital, a few ageing Melbourneites appear to be a bit upset. Errol, I believe you spoke to one of the complainants earlier this week. I was enjoying the comedy show until he made a joke about people like me. And the story was about a bloke named Philip Doolan, who took great offence to this show by a comedian named John New Holland. The show, which was aptly named, I used to shoot turtles, now I just shoot the water, drew the ire of Doolan after it took aim at some things he holds dear. Doolan said to our reporters after the show, Yeah, I've never been more offended in my life. He tried to poke fun at SES volunteers and all of the hard work that they put into helping others. I'm sorry, Buster, but that's not on. So I gave him a piece of my mind, that curly-headed fuck. And just for the record, the line in which Mr. Doolan took offence to went like this. I reckon those SES people and the RFS people compete to see who can do the least amount of work at a bushfire or flood. Like seeing who can lean on a shovel the longest without being told to do something. Yes, it sounded like it turned into a bit of a scene with a bit of shouting back and forth in the venue. We actually had another comedian uh, come to our town this week and he actually had the audience in the palm of his hand, didn't he, Errol? Yeah, we wrote a story on the prick and the title goes like this. Gen X comedian brings the house down with another new joke about how kids with allergies are soft. 
Yes, the crowd did go wild as the 45-year-old comedian Toby Magnuson started his bit about how kids with allergies are useless. Peanuts! Fucking peanuts! If I had to tell my old man that I wasn't allowed to take peanut butter to school, I would have been given the bell. It's a tried and true tested formula, isn't it, Clance? Well, between the Adelaide Fringe and the Melbourne Comedy Festival, there's been over 1,200 reported cases of jokes about infants suffering from anaphylactic reactions in 2018 alone. Anaphylaxis is a serious allergic condition that is rapidly onset and may cause death. But according to Toby, the comedian, it's a perfect example of how cotton wool wrapped the younger generation is and how we should let them die because they've gone soft. A lot of comments on that story, Clancy, with one reader saying they can't wait for his bit about vegans and millennials eating avocados. And, of course, Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump. How about that, Donald Trump? But as tried and true as these types of stand-up shows are, they usually come down to spoiled old ABC darlings expecting the crowd to laugh. Yeah, they aren't taking risks anymore, this lot, are they? Not many of them, Errol, that's for sure. Playing it safe for the next round of funding from the public broadcaster and eventually achieving their life goal of sitting behind a desk in a suit dissecting the news from four days earlier. One Aussie comedian, however... That's pushing the boat out and breaking the mould by being funny is today's guest. Well, she's been described as uh, Australian comedy's problem child. (laughs) She is um, probably the personification of uh, a lot of our political frustrations in this country, uh, both uh, online and offline. Uh, She's a heteronormative, fair-skinned Queenslander um, who likes punching down. Uh, Becky, thanks for joining us today. Hey, what's up? How are things going? Yeah, pretty good right now, like in this moment. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm a little sick, I'm a little tired, but life is good on paper. <laughs> is that why you're off the piss? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm having a break because I, I realise yeah. I haven't had, you know, more than three days off drinking since I was, I don't know, 18 I'm 16. Big, you're from, you're yeah, from the Bay from, side yeah, of totally. Brisbane, <laughs> yeah. 14 down there with the passion pop or the yeah I mean I've been drinking for quite a while it's like when I think about sex like I've been having sex for it feels like too long like, yeah I'm over it yeah right I'm, like you know being from where I'm, I'm from yeah it's like yeah. got started early you do it at school yeah like I feel like I'm 50 yeah yeah in terms of <laughs> sex and sexual sex partners and drugs and, alcohol. and drugs yeah mm. oh well that's that's cool um <laughs> does the Melbourne comedy is it is it a festival down there? Is it a gala? Yeah, no, it's a huge festival. It's a huge festival. So, so what's the actual name of it? It's the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So it's the second biggest comedy festival in the world. Does that mean That's they have pretty... some people from outside of Melbourne in there? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, on. yeah, they do. That's good. They fly them in. That's like impressive. you. Yeah. Like you. They've got some, um, got some Queenslanders down there. Now, tell me the um, uh, abstaining from certain things. Mm-hmm. Um is that a result of coming back from there? Is it wild yeah. down there? Yeah, I got addicted to coke. Okay, <laughs> cool. I didn't really, but I think it's things funny. are good in comedy. Yeah, I just think it's funny to say you're addicted to coke. Yeah, it rattles just, people because it's like quite often you do meet people, uh, I guess, on the circuits and doing pubs and touring yeah. that are addicted yeah. to coke. I know. So I mean, we're such like me and my friend Cameron are always pretending we're addicted to coke, which is, yeah. I guess, you know, yeah, we were doing coke, so it's not even really we're not even really subverting it. Yeah. But it's just quite. I just think yeah. it's a very funny thing to pretend you're addicted to. Something. You're crying wolf, so when you are, no one exactly really yeah, takes if, it if that you, seriously. If you always act ironic, nothing ever 
can no one can ever quite pin you down for anything. That's been my yeah. whole life. I've and heard, never be earnest and always pretend you're joking. <laughs> I've heard that the Coke's good though down in Melbourne. Like it's 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 a lot better than the Coke that 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 me and Clancy do in Charleville oh, yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah. time to time. But you know. Yeah, what just, do you what do you guys reckon that's cut with? That's that's cut with um a lot of bikey nose dust, I reckon. Um Trucky probably, aspirin. Probably uh, <laughs> cut with a lot of baby formula. All right. Uh, cut with a lot of Panadol. Uh, smashed up fluorescent lighting. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, you know, just so you lots feel of it, things. you feel it go in, but there's no real you um, can, you high. Can, <laughs> you, you can feel it go go from, from basically your teeth to, you know, the soles of your feet. You know, yeah. It's very... Right. Uh, it's, it's ice, we actually call it in regional <laughs> yes, Australia. Yeah. You Have you guys ever done ice? Organic. No. Um, not other, like, you know. No. Not, not um, we haven't actually roasted the glass Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, we haven't done ice. Have you, did you grow up doing ice? No, 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 not at all. It's always been that thing that, I like, I, I will definitely not do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of been the... Not uh, that I judge anyone doing it. Yeah, Apparently it's right. great, you know. Well, it yeah, have to be. It, yeah. People, <laughs> Apparently Hitler loved it. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And that, that they gave it to the kamikaze pilots uh, yeah. too. That, that was he goes, ah, oh, Admiral, I'm kind of not sure about this, and it's like, had just have some ice, Yoshi, <laughs> and you'll be fine. And he's like, cool. They put that extra effort Problem into solved. Um, yeah, to dying. Uh, <laughs> so sold out shows. Yes. When did you first do that? Uh, look, I uh, I have sold pretty well the past couple of years. This year I got to do the gala, which is, you know, it's been around for 25 years, probably yeah. longer. It's a pretty like, you know, if you watch comedy as a kid or whatever, you probably remember watching the gala. Mm, I think Barker. even Normie's kind of tuned into it. Yeah, so Arch Barker was always on it. And sure, yeah. And so it was, I got to do that this year and that was cool because it's, 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 it's you know, no one's watching TV the way they used to, but it's still a, it, it's a milestone, I guess, to reach in yeah, comedy. Yeah. And people do tune in for it. So it sold out basically the room I was in. So we had to add a bunch of extra shows, which was sweet. Right. Yeah. So so the what the gala, that's mm. that's one after the other coming out. Is yeah, that- no, it's just one big show. Yeah. It's, right. a, it's like televised. two and a half yeah, it's two and a half thousand people, Palais Theatre, yeah. televised. Um and it's like, yeah, the big basically every kind of name. Yeah. yeah. Is on it, and you don't mm. you don't get necessarily uh, ticket sales on that. You you could actually probably make a bit more if you held your own sellout show, right? Is that how it works, or? Uh, well, no, because you're sharing that you're sharing that stage. Yeah, with but so it's many people. because it's because so many people tune into it, and yeah. it's such a small selection. A lot of people base what they're going to see for that festival for that month. Okay, right. on on the set that you have yeah. on that show. So okay. There's people who've never seen or heard of you before from any, any other avenue, and it's it's quite a big way for people to find out who you are. And if you have a good set, it's like, you know, it's kind of that comedian law, like, oh, had a great gala set, sold out his run. Yeah, right. Yeah, in the in the olden days, anyone who got onto that sold out their run. Didn't matter if you did well or not. Whereas now, it's like, you know, if you sort of stand out from the pack, yeah, it can it can be pretty big. If if you're following the traditional, you know, in the industry, there's a traditional methods of getting ticket sales some people are yeah. like online and they'll never get booked for the gala mm-hmm. but um in that way i am yeah is there a gala for <laughs> the sydney comedy festival which yeah I there reckon is. is your next port of call is it yeah but yeah. That, those there's one that's televised like later down the track but 
they have a couple of galas, yeah. big shows, and you hope to sell tickets off that. But Melbourne International Comedy Gala is its own beast. Beast, beast mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that's a lot of people. It's it's a big thing in their career to do it. So that was pretty good. Yeah. So so <laughs> with, with but with your own your own shows, mm. do you remember the first time you sold out? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I do. But, I mean, this is the thing because if you're playing like a smaller room, it's quite easy to sell out. It's like, it has such a big name, the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Mm. People just come out and buy tickets. Yep. But I sold out the entire month within four days this year, which was, you know, pretty sweet. Hell like yeah. that, that had definitely never happened before. Right. So, Do you find work good. comes from that, like off stage? Work, like writing. Writing, writing rooms. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get a bunch of – I've got a lot of work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – it's it's hard. I mean, you de- it it feels like you when you don't have anything on, all you want is stuff on, and then as soon as you have stuff on, all you want is free time. Like you're never happy. Yeah, I feel like I'm destined to never be happy. Well, you've chosen a like a very uh, volatile career for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the worst because I hate everything about being a stand up. Mm-hmm. Like I hate people making a judgment because I'm like, yeah, I hate it too. I'm like, I hate my comedy. Mm. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's so embarrassing to be like, I'm funny. Like, yeah. how lame, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then I hate, I hate, even though I want praise, I hate any compliment. I feel like it's embarrassing because I'm always scared someone's going to turn around. Like, if I accept it in any way, I'm scared someone's going to turn around and be like, you're boastful. Do you think, and also so, being in Australia as well, you know, mm. the moment you start popping off, oh. uh, people are going to start coming for you. Yeah. And we did mention in our intro that you, um, have been accused of uh, being too heteronormative mm-hmm. in that you um, only enjoy, at this stage of your life, having sex with men. Yeah, scared of minge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not into <laughs> it. That's my official stance is scared of minge. Okay, so that I'll would do make tit- you heteronormative. Tits, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not gay. Uh, I'm obviously not homophobic, but I'm just – I mean, this is a thing, like, everyone's so obsessed with, like, oh, you've got to have – I don't know, like – yeah. Well, yeah, and it's like I can only write what I know, but people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you're not inclusive. And it's like I can't if, – if you start changing every joke to try and be inclusive, it's like you've just lost your point of view and mm-hmm. that's the strongest thing you can have in comedy is um, a point of view. Otherwise, you're just talking about the semantics of race and gender yeah. identity, which is so boring. Like, yeah, yawn. Why would you want to do that? Or leave that to people who aren't funny. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or just like, like I have avenues for other people like that to do comedy, but I, I can't do it for them because I'm there. You know, as soon as you're in a elevated position, people suddenly are like, oh, you should be woke. Yeah, you should be woke. Which is, you know, it's it's very um, presumptuous to assume that to be in comedy, you have to be woke. Like, mm. I try to be a good person and I try to do all that stuff, but why do you have to be? Like, it's a weird. I don't know. There's a weird thing like you like you have to do it. Mm. Would you know. say that everyone on the project is <laughs> is woke? <laughs> no. Would you say? Ah, uh, like, fuck. I mean, who cares? Well, is is? Do you reckon Peter Hellier says a few xenophobic things after a few reds? I think Peter Hellier. I think some people just dedicate so much of their life to doing whatever they have to do to please most people and seem good that they don't even know what they think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't even That's think woke. they... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what what you just said. Yeah, like, I just think of they like, sure, let's be... We're, we're woke now, cool. But it's like you've never, you've never interrogated your own ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's got a pretty dope house. Uh, sure, yeah. Down there in Melbourne, so I... I 
I would do exactly what he's done <laughs> yeah. to have what he's had. Fully. Yeah, I would I would whore myself until, <laughs> until my ancestors came back from the dead and, yeah. told, and told me to stop. Oh, totally. I like, I mean, I can see it more and more myself caring less about being a hack and just yeah. lo- like seeing that money roll in. For sure. <laughs> just being yeah. like, yeah, all right. But also you've got the added as a... Um, uh, female in Australia that's excelling. Have you look the, like you're just checking your notes then, like to check yeah. as female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a female. <laughs> as a female. As a female who's doing well sure. with a platform, mm-hmm. you're expected to be uh, highly political yeah. for some reason in Australia. Yeah. Every single woman is just, a, it's just expected that they have a hot take on everything. Yeah, I know. It's crazy because, I mean, I was telling you just before, like, I, the, the smartest comedian is still the dumbest person. Yeah. Like, no one I've met in... Co- like, yeah, I meet lots of smart, funny people, but you're still stupid. Mm. You still have no idea how an iPhone's put together. Yeah. You don't know how to do... They don't know how to do anything. Like, mm. how? why are we looking to... They don't do tax. They don't do <laughs> shit like that. There's, there is no way that, that Dave Hughes knows how to clean a pool. <laughs> no. I mean, no. There is, like... Why like, would he? He wouldn't even know how to get the scratches out of his Porsche. You know, like... <laughs> He wouldn't know what cut polish is. Well, Dave did come from, you know, rough beginnings, so maybe he does. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just don't know why we're looking at comedians, like just the worst people. And you recently got a bit of heat. Yeah. Let's go there. Oh, my um, God, you're obsessed. Let's not, let's not say names, but you were called out. I was called out. All right, let's go into it. I put up on International Women's Day, I put up a photo of Marge Simpson with her tits out on the couch, yeah. schlobbing out. In what I thought was, I thought that was a feminist image. I honestly did. Like yeah. I thought she's hanging yeah. out like Homer. She's having fun. Did you guys see the image? Yeah, I saw the image. Yeah. It's from like one of those yeah. real dodgy Simpsons like yeah. cartoon porn websites. Yeah. But it's like that it's still funny. That was one thing that irked me about that. <laughs> what image? Her pert breasts. <laughs> no, no, no. But like the fact that that you know, like everything about the Simpsons is supposed to be color neutral. You know, everything's yeah. fine except for a poo as we've learned. <laughs> recently but she had red nipples did she like a human being yeah but yeah well, like no, well that yeah. could be confronting like, like the white person from the from the burbs you know yeah i was expecting you were not able to come that's I was, what annoyed you. <laughs> that's I was what you took umbrage with. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, in line with the yellow skin mm. yeah, yeah you'd think I maybe yeah. orange nipples or some shit or yeah. blue yeah yeah like but anyway, that that was anyway. that, well, yeah, that that's so, see that what what he was um, what he found irksome isn't isn't, isn't what you got called out on. No, yeah. So basically, um, a bunch of chicks who you know live in the fringes of society <laughs> and who sort of beg people to come along to their shitty burlesque shows um, jumped on this and started saying, you know, this is an awful photo. It's creating unrealistic beauty standards for women. It's like, yeah, because she's a cartoon. Um, and really, really going for it and, like, started, you know, going through all my stuff and trolling me. And, I mean, I didn't think too much of it because it, in, in reality it was seven women yeah. Um, yeah. and who, who all have Dreamer in their Insta yeah. profile or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, all, it was like, it's always, like, Dreamer, like, Cryer, yeah, yeah. Um, Sock Wearer, yeah. you know, Tea Drinker. Because if you make your fucking personality about drinking tea, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like really so true um, but anyway so, they, so I didn't really think I didn't think much of it like I was kind of like oh that sucks whatever yeah. uh, and then I did a tweet saying I apologise to all those women who are jealous of Marge Simpson's tits 
an appropriate response, I think, for someone who's... Put it to bed, Becky. Just yeah, put it to bed. Yeah, it's just like a funny thing to mm. say as a comedian and someone who's just like, you're being ridiculous, let's move on. And didn't think anything of it. And then days later, I started getting trolled by someone who is very known for trolling people. Uh, you know, she's, she's, that's, so she's made sort of a... That's how she gets attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she... It was trying to sort of bait me into into a, an argument, saying, "Oh, do you really call yourself a feminist?" Rah rah rah, um, and and you know, having a, having a real go at me. And then I found out, like, she was trying to ask everyone about me, and she said, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm." She emailed my manager saying, "I'm I'm composing an article about Becky Lucas for this um, publication," and I was just in the middle of doing shows, and I freaked out, and I was like, "Oh, this is fucked. Don't." <laughs> and then it became. Uh, that I was silencing a woman of colour and, you know, once she realised, because everyone was just like, nah, this is bullshit, you're wrong. Um, she realised she couldn't win on the feminism thing, so she made it about colour and, yeah, I mean, it was crazy, but... Is it over now? It's, it is over. Until it you is sell over. out another show again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there was definitely a, a... I remember being on stage at the gala in front of two and a half thousand people killing and I was like, yeah, yeah. suck shit. Yeah, <laughs> Like, you know... <laughs> But that's the thing. It's like that was exciting for her. That week was actually a really fun week for her. She yeah. And I see it like sport, like the way these people in these groups and Facebook online support each other. It's like it's like a sport, mm. you know. They're using terminology. They're backing each other up. Like she was suddenly getting all this love and attention. And I think that's what she really wants. She wants attention and she wants someone to be like, hey, you're great mm-hmm. and you're the best. Yep. That's all she wants. No, but it's like I understand how gender and, and race and stuff play a a huge role in people's life and I think like I've been affected by race stuff like because of my family or whatever and very very in a very small way but I, I get it like I'm not mm. saying that she doesn't have injustice or there is an injustice but it was just such a weird target yeah and, and you're not exactly Margot Robbie either well yeah. my grandma was half Aboriginal and she had a fuck she was had a fucked she wanted to marry my Russian granddad but this was pre-1961 where you had to still ask permission yeah. From the government to get married to a white man, Not and she had he was to. A communist. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and then she had to, but in order to do that, she had to disown her black son, my uncle. Right. And my whole life, I grew up thinking, you know, and they all bought into it, and it was a really fucked. You know, she had like seven, eight kids, and you know, my dad and that because they got teased so much for being half, ab- well, you know, Aboriginal and, and Russian, they really did like yeah. have an awful life. They were so poor, and there was this narrative that that. That son was a, a criminal and a bad guy, and I guess I kind of grew up being like, oh yeah, he was a yeah. criminal, and I didn't realize that he was. They used to call him the black sheep, and I've only really just realized that he was actually just a black guy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I never quite put it together. Yeah. Um, so that's a complicated thing that the uh, Twitter warriors weren't really taking into yeah, account. Yeah, and I mean that's fair enough. Like you, I guess you know they they're not think I'm not. I'm certainly never surprised by their lack of logic, but I can understand. Yeah, I don't know. But, well, you know, after all the hardship of being a, um, a, a, was he a ringer? He was a jackaroo, your old man. Yeah. Later in life, mm-hmm. um, Becky, you became like a jet ski owner's daughter. Yeah, um, yeah of, you got bit rich. Of, bit of new money coming yeah. through the ranks. I know, there. it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because my dad's super rich, but my mum's hell poor. So all of a sudden you're walking in both worlds and then you're, mm. you're down here and you've kind of got, you know, you got mum and then you got also inheritance and then it's like, you <laughs> yeah. know, you'll be, you'll be all right. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm a rat bag because I kind of think I'll be all right. And I know that's a horrible thing to say and it's so bad to admit. Yeah, But I don't have but that it's also, fear. It's a like, very Queensland story, you know. Yeah. It is. It's literally... 
your old man invented something related to plumbing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, just, that's not that's not really old money. Yeah. That's not, you know. Well, he had the, the yearning to prove something because of his, you know, I guess shitty upbringing and then he made money and then I'm a little shit because of the <laughs> Taylor's oldest and now, time. <laughs> and now you go snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to Switzerland for Christmas. So oh, good. Everything's coming up, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, just while we're on that, mm. Lucas is anglicised. Yeah, yeah, it used to be Lukashenko. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so would you get into acting? Mm, I don't know. I think actors are kind of void people. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah. Actually, I guess I am getting into acting. I've got a pilot for ABC. So that in it, in the very nature of yeah. that, I will be acting. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. What do you, <laughs> you can't say too much? No, I can. It's it's about, it's uh, it's me and Cameron James who we did the Comedy Central thing together. And we've got a pilot based on three couples who, and it's set in kind of, and I guess Queensland was a, you know those malls, those really shit. I mean, we there's they're everywhere. Arcades. Yeah, arcades, yeah. and it's just you've got like you got your Brumbies, you got your bloody Brodies. Yeah, there's a, there's a bro, yeah, there's a Brodies, there's a um, and, Golden um, Casket, a Leonard's. Mm. You know how how there's always one. It's like you could buy your chicken like a normal person at Woolies, or there's mm. a shop ten meters from yeah. the entrance of Woolworths where, where it's like come and buy. A, a chicken Kiev. Yeah, yeah. They're on special and they're only two dollars fifty. Yeah. You know, th- yeah, that's where crazy people buy their chicken. <laughs> yeah. Two dollar fifty hot. Yeah, two dollar fifty hot chooks, pretty hot. Yeah, and then there's just someone trying to sell those birds that balance on your finger <laughs> yeah. like in the middle. <laughs> like. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Vietnamese nail parlor as yeah. well. And then just a Chinese, a Chinese restaurant deep yeah, in the mall. Maybe yeah. a barber too sometimes. Yeah. Like a real shit. Yeah, real shit barber. barber. Doesn't even have the candy cane. Yeah. 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 Okay, so yeah. that's the premise. So that's yeah. the premise is it's set in one of those sort of shitty malls. Um, so it's just kind of set there and it's like, like I'm obsessed with failure. I'm like in, with all comedies I like. I love it when people are failing but they're barreling ahead. Um, yeah. So it's kind of set uh, with three different couples and, and if the seri- if it goes to series, it will there will be interchanging couples. But we want to have like the Italian restaurant but it's run by two Chinese guys. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Aaron Chen and John Lowe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. Then <laughs> uh, you know they just sell like honey, soy, lasagna, and stuff like that. Yeah, and it right. gives everyone diarrhea every time. Honey, soy, lasagna. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it sounds a bit kung, like a kung documentary. Kung <laughs> it kind of is like of doc, of yeah. doc shot. Um, and like one of the couples, they're running a. Um, you know how like pink has has become the sort of. Pink is the anthem for school pick up and drop off in in, yeah. in middle Australia, like just suburban. I don't want to feel this good yeah. sober. <laughs> yeah. And there's just like a mum who's still got the glint in her eye. She's got the RAV4, the Camry. The two-tone? Yeah. They own a Camry and a RAV4. <laughs> and they've got yeah. the two-tone hair. Two-tone hair and, and Jeans West. Because Jeans West, um, this is an actual fact, that Jeans West's busiest day is always the day before the Pink concert. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. Really? Everyone's getting best. their diamante studded jeans. Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah, she's a fucking athlete up there. She is. Bloody twirling down from those ropes <laughs> and whatnot. She proposed to her husband after he landed the first triple backflip on a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. she, she is the, the queen, yeah, right? She is, yeah, she is feminism for white women. Yeah. yeah. And she's, but she's, she's, she's done well she's too. Me. With this market, yeah, she's you. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got a couple that have designed a fitness program around um, pink. Yeah. So they they have um, songs like in, you know the raise your glass song. They've yeah, got like yeah. raise your ass um, booty workshops. And, All right. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and they're just a really suburban couple. Like you know that that sort of couple that they're not they're suburban and they're bogan, but they're quite. Um, modern, like the mm, guy, yeah. still the guy, the man, the husband gets his hair cut at a at a barber shop. You and know, he, and, 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 and he makes he his own beef back jerky and, sides and stuff. Right. Yeah. He just gets the short back and sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They drink super dry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like they love, um, they love like viral videos and yeah, right. Like they're quite they're modern, but they're bogan. <laughs> You know, and their house is sort of like they've got a, a CrossFit gym built in, and right. they've got all new freedom <laughs> furniture. <laughs> you know, so you, you've so done yeah. your research. Yeah, they're nouveau bogue. Nouveau bogue. Nouveau bogue. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's just like a, a little slice of life, but uh, all the couples are failing, um, and yeah. But a float, failing, but yeah. a float. Yeah. But moving forward. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good enough teaser for it. Kind yeah, of no, I'm into it. I'm actually really you'd, you'd ready for it. You'd be right up it. your alley, I reckon. Um, tell us about growing up in Victoria Point. The oh. um, I like to call it the uh, the tri-city <laughs> between Redland Shire of uh, the Bayside. <laughs> and then you kind of get a little bit of Logan coming through yeah. there. Yeah, and then not wafts, far from the Gold a Coast. A waft of Logan. waft of Logan and then... Just just up from the Gold Coast, mm. shadowed by South Stratty. I mean, I went to such a shit school. I, I, I talk about this a bit. Like I've got, you know, that, that sort of school where like shit gets smeared on the toilet door like every couple of days. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, who's doing this? <laughs> He's done it again. Yeah. <coughs> it only happens at certain schools. Like a school of bears having to mark the territory. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it was a great, like I had a really good time there. I lived right on the water. Jet ski. No jet ski. Canal. You <laughs> no. on a canal? Nah, no, no canal. That's that's like what's that? Raby Bay. Yeah, well, that's a step above. Where rugby league players retire from yeah, the Broncos. I think that's where the king lives. Isn't the king. It? Yeah, the king <laughs> yeah. lives. And this, I, I'm pretty certain this is true. The king lives in a canal suburb that has a street called Wally Lewis Street. Really? In his own suburb. Yeah, yeah, he'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the fairy tale. It's the it? worst. Yeah. The rugby league fairy tale. You know, the Ra- Raby Bay was a place where it was like they got the first teppanyaki bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's yeah, like, right. oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> so um, they were actually, but they were too flash for you yeah, guys. Yeah, too flash for me. Point. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, my dad moved, like my parents got divorced, so dad moved to the city and I lived there with mum. And like, yeah, it was like a little rough. Like my mum didn't have much money. Um, and dad was still when I was young like getting things going so he didn't have much money either um, I used to like he used to sleep in his car a lot and then he would sleep in his factory when that first came about so so yeah, you're not that like, much of a brat like don't feel like no, that much yeah. of a brat <laughs> I've got elements of both in that yeah. way I have um, a personality disorder <laughs> <laughs> but um, it makes for great comedy yeah 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 it's yeah. a real fun night out you never know who you're going to get <laughs> Will you take the heels off? <laughs> yeah. Take the heels off? What, what did you just say to me, Damo? Yeah. That's a little bit of Victoria Point. Yeah. And then, of course, you right. ended up in the city. Um, yeah. Where I went to State High. Brisbane but, State yeah, High. Yeah, but, I mean, getting back to Victoria Point, I always knew I would get out of there and I never felt fully – like, I did quite enjoy living there. I thought it was a really interesting place and I'm and I, i I'm glad I was. I grew up there because it's that's fucking most of Australia. Yeah, really. yeah for like, sure. That's yeah. the normal person. Um but I always knew that it wasn't forever and, and I think I, I moved when we were, I was about 14 and a half or something. But, I mean, it's really sad. I 
spoke to a girl I went to school there with and I you know when you know that you're hanging out with someone who's poor but you don't you don't quite realize how bad it is like you're just like oh we don't get to put as much milo in our drink yeah. or like there's not a gauge. fucking budgie that flies yeah. around and there's bird shit everywhere yeah. <laughs> like there's just there's just a few things that are off yeah and yeah. i you know i didn't realize but like her mum was i found out and this is only recently this is i don't know if this is too dark but i always knew that she and she was kind of like the cool girl she was popular she was like the hot hot one in in the area and then i found out recently that her mum was prostituting her from the age of 14 Fuck. to pay for meth Right. So it's like there's darkness there, you know, mm, that sure. you don't quite realise when you're a kid. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, oh, fuck, that's a close call. Like yeah. my life could have been very different. Yeah, But I sure. did always feel like I had protective forces around me that, you know, was never going to let that happen to me. A hot-headed ringer for a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fully. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, so then I I'm sure old mate Lukashenko knows how to throw down. Oh, yeah. He's a big boy. <laughs> Him and his friends put a chain around the Batuta pub years ago when he was young because they were just dumb kids and they heard that the guy who owned the Batuta pub was a German and in their mind, like, they're just these dumb yeah. kids and they're like, oh, he's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Old Sigmund Remienko, yeah, he was they, Polish. They, <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. I've, which is like... Which I've told him since and he's like, like ooh. Because <laughs> he's now married a German. My stepmom's German, yeah. so he, like, obviously knows he's an idiot. But they were just drunk and they chucked a fucking chain around one of the front posts at the pub and just drove off. Um, now, let's, let's talk about... Australians who make it with stand-up outside of acting and go overseas. Mm -hmm. A few do it. Mm -hmm. uh, it would seem the uh, the path is via Melbourne. Yeah, that's what it would look like. Mm -hmm. Hence, this Victoria Point girl that spent you know a good part of your adulthood in Melbourne. Yeah. What some people haven't though, like did, yeah. did Jim Jeffries just go via WA? What did he do his time? I don't actually know too much about right. Jim Jeffries' um, rise to like international fame. I, I don't really know exactly what steps he took. I'm, he oh. got invited to the Edinburgh Fringe okay. where he was just like, you know, like a dude yeah. from Australia who was there just because he was there. And yeah. then he's and then he got heckled and then the guy was like Well he punched him, right? Yeah, and yeah, then that he went got viral. Punched. That went viral and then now he's like, hey, you've got a special on Netflix, and now you've just got to yell and talk about the differences of Australia and America in your way. Yeah, gun laws, totally. gun laws is I, I mean, yeah. I, I swear I did tell you guys this. I'm sorry, I keep prefacing everything with that. But I did have a fight with him in New Zealand like two or three years ago because he – it was quite funny. He walked over to me and my manager who was a black dude. He used to be my manager. He's not my manager anymore. And he called my manager. He goes, oh, come here, boy. And we're just like, oh, that's not on. Yeah. And so I just wanted to piss him off. And we we're all standing outside and he was standing with his friends. And then he sort of sauntered up to me and someone said, oh, do you know Becky? And he's like, no, I'm Jim. And I was like, oh, I know you. You had the viral video. Just knowing it would piss him <laughs> off. Knowing it would piss him <laughs> off. I was that's just a in a mood. I just wanted to fuck with him. And well, because he, he just made a racial slur. Totally. To and he, and he took you. the bait. He took the bait. He goes, listen here. And he's wearing like a dragon skin um, jacket. It was yeah. just so lame. And he goes, listen here. I was doing stand-up for 10 years. I was selling out theatres before that happened. So if you want to fucking tell me that the reason I'm successful, I'm just revealing so much of his own, own insecurity. He's like, if you yeah. want to say that's the um, reason I'm successful, you can fucking suck my dick. And then he went to turn around and walk back <laughs> to his friends, but they weren't there. So he kind of had to do this weird loop and then – walk back past us and go back into the club. And it was just the best. It was so funny. Well, you did have the 
Mm. You, you you tore him apart there. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. I mean, I'm a little shit like that, but I do like justice. No, well, I like knowing what will piss someone off and then saying mm. it. <laughs> well, it's just your duty as a woke comedian, really. To yeah, I guess <laughs> my political obligation. Yeah. What's happening? What's coming up? Shows. Um, I got shows in Sydney which is cool. It's kind of like the homecoming. Like after, you know, Melbourne audiences, are, they're all right. They're cool a lot of the time, but they're a little bit, I don't know. They're Melbourne people. They're Melbourne people and they and think Melbourne that their laughs suck. mean something, whereas yeah. I don't think laughs mean anything. Oh, so they think, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're, well, they're, funny, they're telling you that you've done well by laughing. Like, yeah, fully. You like, made us joke. laugh. You must be good. Yeah, oh, there's really? stuff in Brisbane <laughs> that won't fly because they're like, nah, not funny enough. I don't yeah. care if you've tricked me in some way, like <laughs> intellectually, not funny, yeah. which I fucking love. Yeah. And then in Melbourne, it's like they laugh and I'm like, you losers. That's yeah. not, you're not, you don't even think that's funny because I don't think it's funny. Yeah. I've just said it because I need to fill an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds actually better than doing one in Brisbane. Well, you say that, but because... I'm a naturally funny person. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, you want a bit of both, I guess. You want like funny shit in there Ernest and then maybe laughs. like a little bit of... And Ooh, just look what I can do. And just ones, it's like, joke. oh, I get that joke, but yeah, it's totally. just like, huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for an hour, yeah. yeah. But I think Melbourne. I mean, I'm being silly. You know, I had some great shows, and and in general, they're pretty good. But Sydney, they're just they're they're pretty cool to just have a good laugh. Yeah. And your show's so tight by the time you've done it forty times in mm. Melbourne. So I'm looking forward to that. I've got this pilot with Cam. I'm working on second season of The Other Guy. I'm probably going to be going to Montreal and stuff. So I've got some shit happening. Sick. Yeah. But I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. the end of the day. You've, have you, so after your Melbourne festival, mm. did you do that? Did you hit a bit of mattress? Like, no, that- I flew straight into this writer's workshop with Matt, with Okine. Right. Yeah. Jesus. So, what kind of hours do you keep in a writing room? Oh, it's pretty sweet. It's like 10 to 4. But it's hard. I mean, it's like mentally draining, yeah. you know. Always on. Always on. <sighs> that would be tough when you've got a room full of people that, that yeah. are so funny. Well, <laughs> it would. And they're not even pissed. That's yeah. the worst thing. That you well, you also, I mean, and, and, not, and this isn't a diss in any way, but it's not always a room of people who are so funny. Like yeah, you're often right. in writer's rooms, you're in a room with like How a do you producer get a yeah. or, or, you know, like some person who's vaguely just around and they want to I mean this is a, like you can never criticize stuff too much because so often the original idea is has to be filtered down there's so many different parts of a production that can fuck up yeah so it's like yeah. you write a script already someone's going to come in and be like oh that's not funny they're going to they're going to fuck with that and if you want to get it through you just you make concessions and then you get to art department and they don't see it the way you see it or they don't have the budget for it or then you get to and it's like a shitty editor or you know the way someone's filming it like there's just like I I used to criticize things and I still do and I think it's an important part of being creative like you have to look at what you like and what you don't like but you can't be too harsh I think because there's just so many times it can fuck up and it's not one person's fault so despite being hired there to be the funny person mm. that puts the jokes in there, you <clears throat> yeah. still, like any industry where you've got a, a few departments, you've got people who aren't... Yeah. Oh, yeah. they will tell you something's not shit. funny and it's like, yeah. cunt, I've done this yeah. on stage. I'm telling you, it gets a laugh every single night. I'm, yeah. Like, it is... It, it, people, the thing about... No one will tell an electrician how to do something. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, he can do it. But Mm. everyone thinks they're funny. And it's fine. I get it. 
because everyone is funny yeah, to their friends like, and, to the, and then contextually everyone's funny. But it's a different thing to be able to do it to different audiences every night of the week. Like sure. it just is a different skill and it, people find it so hard to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, but if you make a mistake as as a Sparky, like you, you'll fucking die. Yeah. yeah. And then, but like, yeah. the, if you, you make know, a mistake th- on stage, though. Yeah, you will die. <laughs> well, I think on that note, I hope thanks I for hope I was us. okay, guys. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a great chat. I know I'm a little bit low energy. It can be a problem. No, it's good. It's great. Oh, I'm it's, always low energy. It's right, great sorry. to have another Queenslander. Yeah, boy. Um, thanks, Becky. Thanks, guys. And that was Becky Lucas. Uh, She's got shows coming up at the Sydney Comedy Festival at the Factory Theatre in Albo's Marrickville. They are Wednesday the 16th of May, Thursday the 17th of May, Friday the 18th of May, Saturday the 19th of May and Sunday the 20th. You can get tickets at sydneycomedyfestival.com.au and follow the links to Becky's page. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we're at the top of the hour. We're getting the hurry on from Murray. So up next is Hello Sport. And until next week, listeners, hooroo. You be kind to each other. Right now at Honda, find your kind of value with a low finance rate offer on selected Civic hatch and sedan models. There's never been a better time to get into a Civic. So talk to your local dealer and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. Ends August 31st. See website for details.